Welcome to the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast, where we're on a mission to spread childhood cancer awareness, inspire, and shine a light on how pediatric cancer affects our families and communities. I am your host and executive director of the Quasi Prince Foundation, Sonia Prince. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast. This is episode 11. Happy August to everyone. Can't believe that we are halfway through August by the time you hear this. 2019 is just moseying right along. In today's episode, I wanted to start off by sharing a few things that our foundation is currently doing. I noticed I don't share a whole lot about what's going on, and I want to start doing that uh, because we are, of course, more than just, there's more to us than just this podcast. So I am so proud to say that we have just made our first donation to brain tumor research. We donated $2,000 to Dr. Joshua Rubin. He is a researcher at um, Washington University School of Medicine. He was also our son, Quasi's first oncologist. Um, So he holds a special place in our heart. He Um, stopped seeing patients while Quasi was still here in treatment to go um, dedicate his time solely to research. He has been such a blessing to our family still, and um, we are just so thankful to be able to support him in the good research that he is doing, he and his team. So one of the great things about Washington University is one of the um, top schools in the country. They do lots of research and they partner with lots of other hospitals. I know they partner with St. Jude on some research projects. So we are just, we are just honored to be able to do this. Um, And we are so thankful to all of our supporters for allowing us the opportunity to give back in this way. So what we donated to was Um, a program called the Legacy Program. And this program is a collaboration between neuro-oncologists at Washington University School of Medicine and their patients to use post-mortem brains with tumors in situ to investigate mechanisms of therapy resistance. And a couple of years ago, I don't know if it was maybe a year and a half, or two years ago, I I can't quite remember, but they had a retreat with uh, um, Dr. Joshua Rubin, his team, and some of the patients whose family members' brains had been donated for this research. Fortunately, we were invited to um, this retreat to listen to what Dr. Rubin had to say. He was just giving an overview of what they're doing in the research, their findings, um, what just all of their hopes and ambitions and, um, you know, what the goal is. And, um, you know, our son wasn't a part of this, but 
some we did know a parent whose son was actually the reason this program came into existence and it was I was I just felt so honored to be there it was nice to hear and it was something that we definitely wanted to participate in because they're looking at different ways of imaging to find out if recurrences can be found sooner because MRIs aren't all that reliable. You know, they always say no evidence of disease because, you know, there could be disease. It's just not showing up on the MRI. So they're looking at um, those things and they're also looking at, um, you know, are there links as to what causes recurrences? So it was very interesting to listen to uh, his talk, and we are just so, so very thankful to be able to donate and um, help them further their research. So a, a huge thank you if uh, you support us and have, have helped us be able to do this. We greatly, greatly appreciate it because you know we we've we've got to find better cures for brain tumors um yes we've got to find better cures for brain tumors so thank you again and um so we've been busy doing that we are we've already made the donation we are trying to meet with Dr. Rubin to do, you know, a whole check presentation and all that good stuff. He's currently out of town, but hopefully we'll be doing that soon. Um, we are in the process of making a few more tote deliveries to two of our local hospitals. I just recently delivered some totes to um, our hospice a program here called Wings for their bereaved parents. Um, I am so thankful to be able to support the bereaved parents. I I am thankful to be able to support all the parents, but I am the one that puts the totes together. I personally buy all of the items, well, go out and get all of the items that go in the tote. And the bereaved totes just, um, you know, as you can probably imagine, they just have a very special place in my heart. So I'm thankful to be able to do that. All of the organizations that we are helping are always so thankful that we do this for the patients and it's such an honor. So I thank you again. If you are one of our supporters who are helping us to do these things. Now, I want to let you know that next month, September, if you are in our area, we are gathering items for our yard sale starting now. The yard sale will be next month. We will announce that later. It will be in September, but for right now, we're collecting items. And this is the second leg of our yard sale. We usually have them twice a year. So we will be collecting baby items, children's items, toys, books, small appliances, tools, electronics, perfumes, lotions, etc. Believe it or not, we have quite a few people who are looking for perfumes and lotions and things like that at the yard sale. So if you live in our area and would like to donate to our yard sale, 
please let us know. Our contact information will be in the show notes and we can pick up if you live close enough enough to us and we would greatly appreciate your support. This is a fundraiser for us and all the funds, of course, go to helping uh, pediatric cancer families. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into this episode. I think this will be short. Um, This episode, I want to talk about how I am and where I am in my grief journey five years after losing my son. This topic just popped up last week for me to do. A lot of things just come to me and I think, oh, that would be something nice to do a podcast on. Uh, and I, this, this five years is just so significant to me. Um, because I think I mentioned in another podcast that when Quasi first passed away, I just, I felt completely lost. I, I I didn't know if I was going to live. I just felt like I was dying. And I remember within those first few days, getting on the internet, Googling parents who had survived child loss, you know, five to 10 years or who had lost their child five to 10 years ago. I just needed some inspiration and some hope. I did not see how I would live through this. And here I am five years later and you know it was on my mind to do this podcast and I was on Facebook yesterday and I was reading a post from a mom she just lost her son to cancer and her post it just hit my heart so deeply because it just took me back into those first few days. You know, she just didn't know what to do. She didn't know if she was going to live. She thought she was going crazy. Uh, she just didn't see a way to survive without her son. You know, people were trying to tell her what she should do. She was um, she was going to see a psychiatrist soon, which I thoroughly recommend you know if that's what you need I am all for therapy as if you've listened to any of our other podcasts you know that and it just oh my goodness my heart just broke because I remember all of those feelings so I just want to put this out there in the event that there is somebody who was like me who was searching for me, who I am now, someone who survived child loss a few years out. Five years really isn't that long, I'm realizing, but I'm in a better place than I was, you know, that first year, those first few months, the second year. So this podcast is really just to inspire anyone who's out there listening. It it doesn't even have to be your child. It could just be someone close to you because a lot losing someone is hard. It is hard. And I've lost people before. Um and it was hard, but of course I have to say losing my quasi was the hardest and it was the one that I just didn't think I was going to be able to survive. Um and, and I just want to say that for me, the greatest gift has been time. Time, 
is a beautiful thing when you are grieving. It it doesn't you you never you never stop grieving. I think once I realized that things got easier because you just there's a big part of you just that just wants things to go back the way that they were and you just want your child back. Um and it just takes it seems like it takes your mind it's like you know you can't bring them back but it takes a while for your mind to know that you can't bring them back if that makes any sense if you have lost a child you know exactly what I'm talking about it it it, it does it makes you think you're crazy it just it, you you can't it's like you can't, you know the reality of it, but you don't know the reality of it. It is the strangest thing that I've ever gone through. Um, I just, you know, what sometimes felt like I was looking at myself wondering what in the world it was that I was going through. Um and it was something that you just have to go through as painful as it is. I don't have any tips to get you through it faster. Um, it's something that you just unfortunately have to sit in. But for me, it has gotten better. I, I miss Quasi just the same, but I think I'm learning how to live with the grief. I think that's the difference. Uh, I went out shopping for the foundation yesterday for the totes that we are about to deliver, and the majority of people were out school shopping, and I was in the midst of them buying items for the tote. And this is still a very hard time for me. Going back to school... Um, it's just hard. It, it's just hard. I, maybe one day it'll get easier, but it's really not right now. Um, but, you know, I did okay in the store. I didn't feel like crying or anything. I've noticed that I'm kind of past that stage, at least for right now. I noticed that grief is kind of, you know, it kind of goes around. You might be over something at one point and it might surface again. But right now, I'm okay. I did okay in the store. It was a very good experience. But I got home, and I was in the driveway, and I just, I, I could feel the sadness coming. And I just sat there, and I started crying. Um, it's, I don't know, it's its just hard. It's, it's hard. You know, you hear people in the store who are shopping for their children and sometimes they're complaining about the back to school list and um, I just was thinking to myself you know for you to be here shopping for back to school is such a blessing um, there are so many parents that wish that they were shopping for back to school items and here I am shopping for parents whose children are in the hospital and um I'm sure they wish they could be shopping for school items too. You know, it's not it's not that I'm upset with the parents because, you know, they have that, but that's this it's just your you know, it's all about what you've been through. I'm sure I probably complained about uh 
school supply list once upon a time in my life too before I had this experience but you know it's all in learning um but you know as far as grief is concerned you know I sat there I cried I was able to just get it out and I was kind of able to just get up and go on with my day which I am so thankful for because there was a time when I couldn't do that you know I have when Quasi first passed away sometimes I would go in the store and something would happen something would trigger me and I would just have to go out leave out of the store crying and the whole day was just downhill after that so time has been my greatest gift realizing that this grief and this missing my son is just part of who I am now Um, it's not going to go away I will miss him as long as I have breath and I think realizing that has made my grief easier to bear Uh, and I just want to I just want to give that message to parents out there or anyone out there who's grieving someone that they lost you know that they love that just to hold on um, it gets better it gets better um, stay t- stay close to the people that you love lean on them I talked about this a little in the last episode it may not be all the people who started off in your circle um, because they may not know how to support you but hopefully you have those few people there who are there for you as you go through this because it's tough it's tough so I just honestly that's all I had to say I just felt the need to send out some encouragement to um, let someone or some people know that it gets easier to bear Um, it does not go away I don't think the amount of love that you have for your loved one that never goes away but the way grief looks it changes and that I am so very thankful for and I want you to know that I want you to know that if this is part of your journey that it will change and you will get through it so basically that's all I have I hope it has helped someone. I just really felt the need to get that out there. Um, if I, I will leave our our contact information in the show notes. I will leave things about Dr. Joshua Rubin's legacy program in the show notes if you'd like to read more information about that. I will also leave our foundation's information in the show notes if you want to know more about who we are and what we're doing. And if you would like to support us, we would greatly appreciate it. So thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, keep believing. Thank you for listening to the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast. To learn more about our mission of supporting pediatric cancer families, spreading awareness surrounding childhood cancer and brain tumor research, please visit our website at www.quasiprincefoundation.org or follow us on social media. We can be found on Facebook and YouTube at the Quasi Prince Foundation, 
or on Instagram at KP Foundation. Until next time, keep believing.